take two. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Dog house. No, if you're clicking in, you didn't click wrong. This is the dog house, home of the best fantasy podcast of the best dynasty fantasy football league. And I bet you can't prove me wrong because you can't. Did I get that right? I think so. No, I'm not your host. I'm not a, a fill-in. I'm just calling in. I call it like I see it. And he, what an amazing finish. What an amazing finish. I'm going to have to do another one after this, okay? But, uh, you know, the league goes down to the final two minutes. The final two minutes. Dobby scores! Dobby scores as the house goes wild. I bet the Wyndham household was going wild, and I am so glad to hear that. I'd like to thank you so much, Needham, for sending in the uh, guest intro. It's very much appreciated, and I love how much you've uh, been sharing with your family as well. The fact that Nico is running around saying, Dad, we're back in it. Uh, Dobby scored, Dobby scored. That's that's super cool. And uh, it was a great, you're right, I completely agree. It was an absolute amazing way to finish week 13. Uh, of course, not so much for Ben, uh, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Overall, I just want to thank uh, everyone for tuning in to another episode of The Dog House. Uh, my name is Will. I am your host, and I am very happy that you are listening. Uh, I guarantee this will be our best episode ever. We have so much to get to. We have a lot of news. We're going to see if we can get a little more contribution from some other league members on this episode. We're going to do a complete week 13 review, a complete playoff preview. And um, I first want to apologize for the delay. I wanted to get this out last night, but I ended up having to spend hours uh, cleaning toothpaste off toys because the dude we had house-sitting brought his daughter who trashed my daughter's dollhouse. Uh, but hey, you know, you get what you pay for. And uh, when you bring a rando in because you have a school in your backyard and you have to bring someone in uh, who the pod can trust, you get someone's uncle and their weird daughter. So uh, anyway, there was like a toothpaste foam party in my playroom, in the kids' playroom last night that I ended up having to clean up. Uh, so I ended up writing it last night, but wasn't this episode, but wasn't able to record it. I'm glad I'm getting able to record it tonight. I'm barely sneaking it in. I might get in trouble for it, but uh, I think there's some dishes I can do afterwards that should make up for it. Anyway, uh, we are going to get into it. One other quick uh, little bit of a uh, uh, a house cleaning business or whatever the phrase is. Uh, we are going to be doing a segment in the future where we're reviewing old trades. I think I may have referenced this in the previous episode. The first trade we're going to do is the original AB trade that was supposed to uh, start this episode, but we are pushing that back an episode because uh, we have so much to get to. This is the first podcast in a little bit, like six weeks, I think, something like that. And so we've had a lot to go to before... Um, the trade deadline was when our last podcast aired. So we had a lot to get to and uh, we won't get to uh, analyzing that original AB trade, but we will in the future. And the reason why I bring this up is if there are old trades, like, you know, not, you know, let's say at least a season old, um, 
which I guess any old trade in our league would be a season old. But in other words, not not just like from a few weeks ago. Uh, let me know, and we can get that on a future segment, uh, on a future episode. But let's get into our news. He says before realizing he's going to have to press the stop record button. All right, we discussed uh, FAB for next year. Uh, we had started in 2019 with $100 FAB because 100 is pretty typical. Uh, as Rick points out, it doesn't matter what number you use at all. Everyone starts with the same amount. Uh, so 100 is a nice even number. Basically, the podcast I listen to suggests FAB amounts based on percentages. So, hey, let's make it 100. That's pretty standard. Uh, then for 2020, uh, we added 50 bucks to our 100 to make it 150, you get it at the beginning of the year, and with the idea is that the that 50 is designed for like free agency spending in the off season, um, whether it's necessary or not, I don't know. Uh, so I brought it back up this year, and we voted we're just going to keep Fab the same for next year. Uh, so we don't need to say much more about that. So you'll get 150 uh, at the beginning of next year, which will start in like next season, which starts in like four weeks. Um, we might decrease the IDP scoring. Sacks are worth four, and that was apparently a little bit too much. I basically just used the default scoring um, when we were, when I originally set up the point totals. There's actually we kind of score for a lot. It's like a quarterback pressure gets a point or a half point, a hit gets a half point, a tackle gets a point. There, there's a lot of different things. So we'll if we're gonna adjust a sack. We'll, we'll take a closer look at it because um, we we might have to adjust a few different things. Maybe not. Maybe we just take sack down to two points or three. or uh, But maybe we do a couple other things as well. Uh, we'll take a closer look at that in August. That'll be a fun August uh, routine or a little uh, exercise when we're, we're ready for some football and, and starving. Um, you know, some one of the things we will want to think about, we have plenty of time, is just kind of philosophically, IDPs basically are getting like eight to 12 points, a nice IDP game is 15, um, and then we do have some IDP games where they get 30. And so one of the things we have to decide is, do we want IDPs to be able to score that much? I think we, I'm fine with where the points are at. Uh, now I'm fine with lowering a sack by a point or two, whatever, I don't care at all. But I'm also fine with IDPs playing, you know, getting played. There's a reason why we have two. It's It's on our roster for a reason. We don't just have like eight flexes uh, as a team. Uh, but we could talk more about that. So just keep that on your radar. Kind of take a look at the IDP scoring and see what you would change because we're going to have to kind of uh, move. There's going to be a lot of different uh, 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 boats rising with the tide, shall we say. No, nah, we probably shouldn't, but I'm going to go ahead to do that anyway. Uh, we also talked about, in, uh, we'll vote in August about pushing the trade deadline back. It's currently... Uh, at the end of week 11, um, that was just designed with the idea that it's far enough away from the beginning of playoffs, but not too far away. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if we move that back at least a week, maybe two. There's also the recommendation of no trade deadline at all. I don't think that's going to pass any sort of vote. I know I wouldn't vote to be able to trade during the playoffs, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if we push the trade deadline back a week. So Think about what your 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 pros and cons personally on a trade deadline are, and 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 uh, we'll I'll, we'll vote on that in August. I'll let you know there. Okay, 
Um, we had some trades uh, before the trade deadline. Um, a very big trade was, that's right, Todd Gurley was finally traded. We, I mean, Most importantly, we don't have to hear from Needham about Todd Gurley being on the block anymore. Jason Kelly, who I was surprised to be a buyer, went out and got Gurley. Um, you know, I... I think he was basically saying that he wasn't buying for that year, but he has faith in Gurley's ability uh, going forward. And, hey, you know, so are the Falcons. That's why they paid him. Um, they're obviously not going to do too much if his knee's not up to it, uh, evidenced by them and not playing him uh, much, if any at all, last week. Uh, but anyway, uh, Jason Kelly gets Gurley and Needham gets sent Austin's 2021 second. Uh, so Jason has a nice little uh, draft picks and. Uh, he doesn't just want kids. He's going to want to go ahead and get some veteran presence in there as well. So he'll he'll slide him into his RB2 slot with uh, Melvin Gordon going forward, and we'll see what that little stable of running backs can do. Uh, he has There's, there's also uh, Kenyon Drake, uh, McKissick, who will be, uh, be in play this week with uh, Gibson out. Uh, so it's not like those are the only two quarterbacks that he has, uh, running backs that he has, excuse me. Uh, we had an IDP trade. R-Dub sent Needham Blake Martinez for a 2022 third. Uh, so that was kind of interesting. I had never, I wasn't very familiar with Blake Martinez, uh, but it did get me kind of thinking about, wait a second, one of my ID spot, IDP spots is pretty weak. Uh, so I was happy to upgrade with, uh, I can't pronounce the guy's name that I got, but I got him last week. Anyway, uh, we had an IDP trade. I think it might have been Wolf. I don't remember. Someone was like, how long will it be before we see another IDP player, or just IDP, I should say, uh, get traded? Uh, but, you know, it's a third. A third is a dart throw at best anyway. So I, I, if you're going to start him every single week, I don't see a problem with trading a third for anyone that's you're starting. Um, speaking of the AB himself, Antonio Brown, he was traded again. <laughs> Austin traded AB again uh, for Njoku. And so he got a little tight end depth um, with Rick. Uh, you know, don't forget that Austin and Rick traded. That was the, the first big trade um, when Rick, leave it. Stupid dog. Don't, do not do that. Chewing on the the daughter's bicycle pedal. Um, this is the dog house and the dogs are in the house and that also includes them chewing on stuff. All right, hey, leave me alone, let me do this. All right, uh, so where was I? Yeah, so, oh yeah, anyway, on that Kelsey trade, Austin got Knox back to kind of fill in his tight end depth and then he didn't really do much of anything. He, did, he looked actually good the last couple of weeks, um, but so it was interesting now that I think Austin kind of was like, oh, I wish I would have gotten a Joku instead of Knox. And so he trades AB for a Joku. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, we did have one last big trade right at the deadline, and it was Adam coming in and getting David Montgomery and Raquel Armstead uh, from Austin. And Austin gets Devin Singletary in a 2022 second. Uh, so a very nice, kind of sneaky, under the radar uh, trade from Adam. We hadn't heard from him. He wouldn't. He hadn't been playing along with the chat. Uh, and then he comes in, makes a nice a trade for David Montgomery, who had an amazing week this last week, uh, to help get Adam into the playoffs. So he's already uh, paid dividends. Uh, Devin Singletary did not have an amazing week last week. And uh, Adam, we'll see if it was going to be enough to get him in. I may have just said that it was, but who knows. Um, that was the end of the trades. You know, I've been chatting with Booby, uh, and I've been trying to get him to call in. 
Uh, for those of you who don't know, Booby is Rob O, as in CPB ball Rob O, because when I think of that five foot seven, 150 pound white kid with no hops, I think basketball. Uh, but anyway, Booby, I was trying to get him to call in, and so I finally just asked him, uh, just, just point blank, point blank, Booby, will you be part of this show? Well, I don't deal with this. What I need is a Skype meeting or real something like Howard fucking Stern, where I call in and I'm the celebrity guest host. I don't pre-record something. I deal with real questions, real answers. Wow. I mean, okay, Bobby, let me know. Or Booby, let me know how you really feel. Jesus Christ. Howard Stern? This is not Howard Stern. This is the doghouse. There was literally, it just got interrupted because a dog was chewing on a child's bicycle pedal. It's usually just me talking at my phone. I don't even think anyone listens. Some, I mean, they tell me a few people do, but I don't believe them. But I get it. You're a diva and you have demands. Unfortunately, we here at the doghouse, we cannot meet said demands. I don't have a way to make you the special guest host either, so I just can't do anything live. I'm so sorry. Well, now it's time for our very special live guest interview brought to you by our sponsor, Rescue Me Travel. Rescue Me Travel, open during COVID. Hey, if you can find a way to get to Hawaii, then Hillary can find you a place. Need a break? Contact Hillary at Rescue Me Travel. We are so excited for our live interview via Skype, and I, it gives me great pleasure uh, to bring Needham back. Thank you so much for joining us, Needham. You got off there. You got cut off there a little bit during the intro, and I'm just curious, how about the end of our second regular season? I mean, you you sure had quite a, fi a finish. You you must be excited for getting into the playoffs. Who who you got? Like I said, what a finish! I'm telling you. Down the final week, the final Tuesday game. With two minutes left to go, the final four seeds get settled on a Dobbins touchdown. A garbage time touchdown. The fantasy gods smiled upon me. That's right. And set the final matchups for Booby versus Adam. Uh, I, good luck, Booby, but... There's a reason why you're always been first rounding out. Adam, Adam's got the horses. Got to call it like I see it. We got Stanley versus me. You know I got my money on me. Got to got to pick it that way. Wyland versus Pierce. Pierce, how did you get to the playoffs? Wolfit versus Chittermilly. Wolfit, same question. How did you end up in the playoffs? Uh, you know, we we scratch our heads. We look at that every week. All right, but I mean, Pierce clinched a playoff spot after week 12. Wolfit is the champ. I mean, you're acting like I'm just going to smoke him. I, I get it. I'm not the champ. Wolf is the champ. I got to beat the champ if I want to be the champ. That is my plan, but I still got to do it. And I think that's a lot of disrespect towards Pierce and Wolfit. I get it. You're just calling it how you see it. I appreciate it. And I say don't sleep on either one of them because either one of them could come out victorious and win this whole thing. <laughs> no, they won't. No, they won't. No, I'm just joking. No, they really could. Um, but anyway, you thought that you were going to be going for the first round or for the uh, of the high draft pick bowl. We got to come up with a good name for that bowl, uh, by the way. But now you're in the regular playoffs. So 
Who do you like in uh, the draft pick bowl? Last but not least, Donkey Teeth, Austin, Jason Kelly, and BT. Look, Donkey Teeth, you got the strongest team in the bottom four. What more can I say about that? BT, you had a plan all along. You stuck to it. Austin and Jason, you guys went down the last week swinging. Didn't lay down for anybody. Mad props, mad respect. I have your second round picks, so I'm definitely picking you guys to go one and two. Self-interest, saying it like it is. Want those picks to be 2-1 and 2-2. So Austin, Jason, go for the gold. I'm counting on you guys. Good luck at the bottom. Like I said, uh, Wolf and Pierce, quick quick uh, playoffs, and the rest of you, eat my dust. What a great year. Thanks, guys. Can't wait. All right, so you're doubling down on the Wolfit and Pierce having the early exits. I get it. But now that we know your thoughts on the next round, I'm wondering if there's anything you want to tell the league about yourself, this being your first year in the league. But before that, I also want to check in and see how this live interview is going. Uh, I'm glad that I have the capability to do that here at the Doghouse. Uh, am I giving you enough time to answer? I'm just, I'm just curious if it's working for you. It's tough. They only give you a minute to get it all out in these one little one-minute bits. But the fact is, guys... I mean, I am a middle-aged father of three, 50-year-old with a three-year-old in the house, and you guys are letting yourselves get run ragged by me because I got energy for days, yo, and that's what it's about. So, you know, don't push me. I'll make a fourth. I'll just prove it that I got it in the tank still. All right, guys? But uh, enough said. Really glad to be here. This league is dope. I'm taking you guys to the cleaners. It won't be personal. It'll be fun. But, um, you know, hang in there, everyone. All right. And we'll see you for 2021. Thank you, Needham, for joining us. I really appreciate that. Uh, I'm so thankful that we have the capability to do a live interview here on the doghouse and booby i'm so sorry that we do not have the capability to do live interviews here on the doghouse all right so we are now going to go into a week 13 review uh let's uh, we'll be relatively quick um no no i'm probably gonna probably gonna belabor a lot of points uh, but before we get into 13 review we have to make sure uh, because this is the last week of the regular season that we know exactly where everyone was standing coming in. Uh, so it looks like uh, Rick Pierce and Wolfit were at the four and five slots coming in, um, and the loser of that matchup could end up all the way at the eighth seed, but the fact is they both have clinched, uh, so they're both in, so it's just a seeding matchup. Uh, we have Ben Rose, Donkey Teeth, uh, Needham and Adam fighting for the last two playoff spots. I think we've already gotten a little idea about uh, which two got there, but if you weren't paying attention, uh, stay tuned. You're about to find out. Um, and then got to give big congrats uh, to Booby for winning the regular season. Stanley won last year. Booby won this year. Uh, won by a good amount, too. Uh, won by, uh, I think I figured it out, uh, yeah, we'll make this the random stat of the night. The Booby won the regular season in points. The distance between him and second place was the equivalent of a 20-yard touchdown reception every single week. 
so nine points a week uh, difference uh, between first and second place. So congratulations, Booby. Uh, we also, coming into week 13, the other uh, big matchups were we had Austin, BT, and Jason definitely playing for the draft pick bowls uh, and the draft picks bowl. Oh, we gotta, I got to come up with something. I need help there. Needham, help me out. I need Needham's, Needham's going to have a, a job here at the podcast here pretty soon. Uh, as a matter of fact, he gets uh, writer's credits at the credits at the end of the podcast, which you'll notice because I'm saying them right now. Uh, it's it's Needham's, one of the writers. Uh, anyway, um, Austin, BT, and Kelly are in, plus one more. So it's either going to be uh, Needham, Adam, or Rose. Depends on uh, who ends up getting the short uh, stick. And then we also were talking on the chat about who would get the 101. Uh, would it be Etne? Who would you take? So I don't really watch a lot of college football. I'd wait and start researching them uh, when it actually gets time to draft. Uh, season in the NFL, and they have it narrowed down to a handful of guys. Um, but for those of you who watch college, you probably have a pretty decent idea of who you're interested in looking at at the 101. All right, well, let's go ahead and get right into the Week 13 review so we can see exactly who is making the playoffs. Uh, we always start with the number one seed. The number one seed is Booby. He came in at 10-2 and two in first place against me at 6-6. Six and six. As I said, Booby won the regular season. He was he was going to be the number one seed no matter what. He was playing for absolutely nothing against me. Um, I was playing for seeding, although technically I hadn't clinched, but it's like Adam would have to outscore me by 150 and everyone would have to lose. I don't know, a bunch of different stuff would have to happen. Uh, so I basically had already clinched, so I was playing for seeding. Um, it ended up being an easy win for me, 175 to 125. Uh, the MVP was Devontae Adams. He had 10 receptions, 121 yards, and two touchdowns. That was good for 38 points. Got to give an honorable mention to Josh Allen. Threw for 375 and four against my Niners. I definitely did not like that, nor see that coming. Uh, that was good for 34 points in our league. Big bust, you. Goes to Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry with a fumble. And uh, six points and change. It was a, not a very Derrick Henry-like performance. Um, and so he did not help Booby out this week. But I actually think that might help Booby since this week means nothing to him. And Derrick Henry now will have a chip on his shoulder because he's not used to putting up garbage games like that. Uh, the sneaky start is welcome, welcome, and welcome back, Chris Carson. You know it. Well, of course, I was going to get that my 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 uh, trifecta welcome in. But also, Chris Carson, welcome back. 111 total yards and a touchdown, good for 22 points. Uh, and I really uh, would like him to be that solid number five guy for me. Uh, Booby will host. Looking ahead, we both made the playoffs. Uh, Booby will host his playoff. Uh, he has home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Congratulations, Booby. I know your crowd. Um, can use a little work, but I just if you just pipe in some uh, pipe in some some noise, I think that'll help intimidate your opponents. Um, I'll be traveling to the winner of Pierce and Wolfit. Uh, let's move on to uh, the next number two seed going into week thirteen was Wyland. Uh, he's playing for seeding. He's already in, and Adam Adam was in ninth place and trying to fight his way in. Um, one thing to to remember is that. Last season, the only person that made the playoffs that started week 13 outside the top eight 
was Wolfit. That was when he went on his run. He snuck in. And then that was when Saquon came back and Lamar Jackson. And those two just won him the league. He still has the two highest scores in the league's history. Rubble fits semis and final uh, scores last time. Anyway, Adam is trying to play that role this time. He's coming into the ninth seed, but he has a way to get in. He's got to put up some points. Um, RW put up an almost average score at 134. Average is always 140 to 145. I haven't calculated it for week 13. Um, but Adam comes out swinging and puts up the second highest score with a 180. Very nice. Had Corey Davis, the wide receiver on the one or wide receiver one on the week with 39 points, 11 catches, 182 yards and a touchdown. He is the MVP of the match. Corey Davis came on out of absolute nowhere. He is currently on the waiver wire in Adam and I's redraft league. Um, I put a, a bid in for him this uh, this evening as well. Um, the bust you is CEH. He goose-egged, big old zero. He was active after being questionable with an illness, but he ended up not getting a snap. I'm not exactly sure why they had him active and then they didn't give him a snap. I don't. I guess they didn't have anyone else they wanted to reward with the start. Uh, sneaky start. The sneaky start is Corey Davis. Uh, so let's pivot and I'll go to his, his um, the Adams running back combo. Got almost 270 yards and three touchdowns. Montgomery with 29 and Aaron Jones with 30 points. Uh, a very, very nice 59 points uh, out of them. So Adam got the win, but he's not in yet. He needs Needham or Rose to lose. He's good on points, but he needs to see an L on the board. So he's at home biting his nails. Let's move on to the next matchup. Stanley comes in at third place and is playing for seeding, while BT is destined for the draft pick bowl. Stanley puts up a week 13 top score of 188. Uh, BT is rebuilding, and he put up a 110. Uh, Stanley's MVP was Waller. Oh my gosh, I am the Wallerist. Cuckoo could chew. That's stolen from the footballers. Uh, 13 receptions, 200 yards, and two touchdowns for 51 points. Someone asked, is that the highest uh, score of a tight end in our league? Uh, not only is it the it, it is that, but also I saw that it was like the best fantasy tight end day in like six years or something. I'm making it up exactly the amount of time, but it was like five, six, seven years, some crazy amount of time. Uh, BT's bust to you is Myers. He got three points on two catches. Uh, and the sneaky start was Gallman. Gallman coming in with 135 yards. I have not picked up Gallman on waiver wires so many weeks in redrafts. And I saw him get 135 yards and was just saying like, why exactly did I not... Think the Giants could ever run at all? Um, Stanley wins, uh, and with Wyland's loss, Stanley leapfrogs Wyland, and he is now the two seed, where he'll have home field advantage for two rounds. This is a big deal in fantasy football, if you're not aware. Uh, BT has us right where he wants us and is looking forward to the next couple of drafts as he's been collecting picks. 
We've done the top three seeds. Let's take a look at seeds number four and five, Pierce and Wolfit. Like I said, they have, uh, they're they playing for seeding. They had matching winning records. They both came in at seven and five. Uh, they both have clinched, and it was a really good game. Uh, Wolfit came out on top, 156 to 150. Uh, Pierce should have won because uh, Dallas had the ball in the one and gave Zeke the ball three times and didn't get in. Uh, if he would have got in, he would have won by like a tenth of a point or something like that. Uh, but, you know, he didn't, and Wolfit won. Uh, the Wolfitt's MVP was T.Y. Hilton. Oh, welcome back, T.Y. All of a sudden, he looks good again. Uh, eight catches for 110 yards and a touchdown, 28 points. Um, looking really good for the first time in recent weeks since Andrew Luck was throwing him the ball. Uh, bust you. Goes to Christian Kirk. One catch, two yards. No thank you. No gracias. Get out of here. A sneaky start goes to Logan Thomas. Nine catches. 98 yards and a touchdown. God forbid he could have gotten you two more yards, right? And give you a nice little uh, three-point bonus. Uh, 25 points uh, in our league for Logan Thomas. Nicely done. Uh, nice sneaky start there because, you know, it's tight end position. Who knows what you're going to get. Uh, I also have been high on Logan Thomas the last couple weeks. I started him in one of my leagues. Uh, and so I was pleased to see him utilizing him a little bit more. Uh, Wolfitt's win gives him the four seed. Uh, but his reward is he gets to go up against me, uh, and I'm projected to put up the top score. Uh, Pierce drops from fourth to sixth, and will give uh, he'll get R-Dub in the first round. Next matchup is Donkey Teeth and Austin. Rose is fighting for that last spot, and Austin was looking to play the role of spoiler. Donkey Teeth just needed to put up an average score. But he had the lowest score of the week, and he lost 121 to 107. His team shit the bed, and unfortunately for Rose, or maybe fortunately for long-term, it's Dynasty, but unfortunately for this year, he is the one that does not make the playoffs. Uh, as Or does he not? Oh, wait, we don't know yet. Oh, wait, we don't know. We just know he lost, and therefore he's not already in. Oh, man, how exciting. Uh, <laughs> uh, MVP for Austin was Ayuk. Ayuk with five catches, 95 yards, and a touchdown. He got 22 points. He definitely was the preferred wide receiver target in the beginning of the game. Uh, I was watching closely because I have Debo, Debo, came on at the very end and ended up having a, a, a regular nice day at the end, by the end, but it was late. Ayuk was getting favored early. Um, bust you. Kyle Rudolph goose-egged on two targets. Just a big old zero. Uh, so that just is not going to do it. And that's his tight end on the other side. The sneaky start is Austin's tight end. Gusecki with nine catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown, giving him 24 points. So the Rose loss combined with the Adam win puts Adam into the playoffs. But Rose is not done, though. If Needham loses and scores less than 43 more points than Rose, which would put him somewhere around, you need uh, about 150 or so. I forget the exact number. We'll just call it 150. Then Rose is in and Needham is left holding the bag. So let's get into Needham's matchup with Jason Kelly. As Jason gets his side ready to go for that number one pick, well, we heard how this one ended. Nico Yellings, Dobby touchdown, Dobby touchdown. We're back in it, Daddy. Uh, Dobbins scores on garbage time, and Needham wins 143-108. 
to 142. Unbelievable. The MVP is a defensive player. Here's one of those 30-point games I was talking about. 31 points for Schobert as he has a pick six, a sack, and 12 tackles, ending up with 31 points. He also got a couple you know, quarterback hits and pressures and whatever else he can score a quarter point for and a half point for. Um, so huge IDP game from him. Uh, bust you was Ertz. Ertz with five points, two catches, 31 yards. You, you know, Ertz is, I think, I think he's washed. I think he's done. Um, I think he's just a name at this point. Uh, sneaky start is going to go to Landry. He's been trying to shop Landry, but Landry got eight catches on 62 yards. Nope, 62 yards on eight catches. There we go. Uh, and a touchdown. Good for 20 points. Nice, solid 20 points from Landry. I think he also threw. Uh, uh, he completed a pass for, I don't remember for how much. Um, so Needham's win puts him in the playoffs. It leaves Rose on the outside looking in. Um, I had already said about how Wolfit was the only guy last year um, that started outside of the top eight going into week 13. Uh, and that distinction this year goes to Adam. So he's hoping to repeat that. Um, and with that, let's go to another live interview via Skype. Adam, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate. And I, I just, I got to know, what are your thoughts about getting into the playoffs? Hey all, Adam here. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Donkey Teeth for choking away that final playoff spot to me. Um, I hope you proved me wrong by uh, getting that first overall pick, and I probably should have tanked. But um, Rob, be gentle this week. Um, I'm no virgin, but I'm also not Stanley, so you're going to have to buy me dinner or talk dirty to me first before you rate me. Um, Will, thanks. Uh, this podcast really gives me something to do You know, once a month when I'm not washing my car or doing bills. So I appreciate you for that, and uh, hopefully I'll see you in the next round. Well, thank you very much, Adam, for the kind words. I appreciate it very much. I'm glad you're enjoying the podcast. Congratulations on making it into the playoffs. What I like about it is that you came up and you got the second highest score. You did exactly what you needed to do, uh, and you were rewarded uh, and I think you were kind of a sneaky team all year, and all of a sudden now people are saying, watch out for Adam, so good for you. Um, careful uh, with Booby and, um, you know, Stanley, uh, anyone else that you might find yourself needing to uh, have a dinner bought for you first, let's just say. Anyway, um, let's see. I'm looking at my notes. I already mentioned this stuff. That was about Booby winning the 100. Good job. All right, let's just, let's go ahead and start talking about what we got going forward. Let's look ahead. Let's preview. We're going to start with the first draft pick bowl. Uh, we need a better name for it. I've said that four times and it's because I really need it. So need him. You're on it. Uh, in round one, we have Rose versus BT in a rematch of week 10 when Rose beat BT by uh, a lot, 145 to 77. Rose's team underperformed uh, greatly in week 13. So I think he bounces back and beats BT. Uh, the other matchup is Austin versus Jason in a rematch of week six where Jason destroyed Austin, 172 to 83. Uh, Jason also outscored him in week, uh, well, I said one. I'm going to say 13. I'm going to guess 13. Yeah, let's go with 13. I put one E, and the three is right above the E. So let's go with week 13. Uh, so I'm going to pick Jason Kelly. That would leave last year's second and third place teams, Jason and Ben, going for the first pick. And I'll go with Rose. Um, 
I have Austin beating BT, uh, and the first four picks I'm predicting will go uh, Rose, Jason, Austin, and then BT uh, for whatever that's worth. So you heard it here first. If that's how it goes, Rose, Jason, Austin, BT, then I'm I'm good at this. Uh, let's get into the playoffs now, although I think I just took the chalk, to be honest. I think I just took like the favorite each game. Uh, let's get into the playoffs now. Booby with the one seed against Adam. I know Needham is calling in Adam. Uh, win an easy win for Adam, but I'm just I'm not going to bet against the number one seed. So I'm taking Booby. I, I I think his resume speaks for itself this year, and uh, I saw that roster this week. Although you know Derrick Henry didn't necessarily do anything, that Derrick Henry Camara uh, stack is pretty impressive. Um, it's a nice way to start his draft in the first two rounds last year. Uh, number two seed Stanley versus the number seven seed Needham. Uh, and I think this is going to be a pretty easy win for Stanley. No offense, Needham. Uh, Stanley's been the best team so far in the two years, and I have him advancing. Um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about Stanley in a sec. Uh, the third round, or the, excuse me, the third matchup, uh, and that is the third seed, Ardub, versus the sixth seed, Rick Pierce. Uh, I'm going to take Ardub. So basically, again, I'm just taking the chalk here. But RW is at a much stronger season. He outscored Pierce by almost 200. Uh, Pierce has surprised me all year, though. So I won't be surprised if he pulls the upset now. Um, you know, he's telling me don't sleep on Cole Beasley. And I was like, yeah, no, I know who Cole Beasley is. I have I have Josh Allen. And then I saw Cole Beasley just carve up the Niners. And I was like, man, I mean, maybe I didn't know exactly who Cole Beasley is. Uh, also, uh, Pierce... Uh, traded for Adrian Peterson this year. And I was just like, what are you doing? But Adrian Peterson actually put up a bunch of numbers for Pierce this year. Um, so he got in the playoffs in the sixth spot. Uh, I'm still taking Wyland, but uh, I'm not, I'm not shitting along. I'm not shitting on Pierce along the way. Um, our last first round matchup is Wolfett versus me four versus five. I'm going to take me. Uh, I am unveiling my combo of uh, McCaffrey Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Michael Thomas. At least I hope. McCaffrey has a new injury. Tyreek is sick. But I don't know. I'm assuming they're going to both uh, play. Um, Carson isn't 100%, but I think they're saying he's not 100% um, because he's still coming back from his injury. Nothing new. So anyway, um, yeah, so I'm projected to have the highest score, and I'm going to pick myself. Um, so... That in the semis would leave me going against Booby. Um, I beat him in work th- in week 13. I'm projected to outscore him in week 14. So I know Booby's the number one seed, but I, if my roster is healthy and they do what they typically do, I should win, even against Booby. Uh, I'm not afraid of any team in this league. Uh, and if there's any team to be afraid of this year, it'd be Booby. But um, if I'm healthy, I, I think I'm going to win. If I'm a little banged up, I think I got a good chance. If I'm totally injured, nah, I don't got a chance. Um, but that's what that's. I'm thinking it's going to be all based on injury. So I have myself beating Booby in the semis and advancing to the finals. In the other semi, we have Stanley and Ardub. Um, I've been worried about Ardub, but I'm very aware of Stanley's success in this league. I've uh, I have him winning and getting to the finals. Um, we, I, I referenced it earlier. Stanley has the highest winning percentage in the league. Stanley has the highest uh, points in the league. 
Uh, he was the number one seed last year, the number two seed this year, and the only reason why he had an early exit last year was he had the second highest score and he went up against the highest score. So, uh, yeah, don't sleep on Stanley. <laughs> so, uh, while I love R-Dub's team, and I, I, I do think I don't want to face R-Dub's team, I don't want to face Stanley's either, I'm going to take Stanley. And so in the other second-round games, uh, we're starting the picks five through eight bowl. I have Adam beating Wolfit and Pierce beating Needham. Uh, I then have Adam beating Pierce for the fifth pick and Wolfit beating Needham for the seventh pick, uh, which then gets us to the finals. And I have myself beating Stanley because of course I do. I've already said all the reasons why, and it's me. Of course I'm picking me. Wow. We got through it. If I only knew how to close out the show, hey, I got an idea. I'll get Needham back alive because we have that capability here at the doghouse. And here he is. Needham, do you have any ideas of how to finish off this episode and every episode going forward? Chirumile, you end the podcast by simply saying, until next time, cue music, we're out of here. Until next time. Cue music, we're out of here.